Last week on Gleeboot, it was the Billy Joel tribute episode. The songs are really shoehorned in. Uh, and Sam called Tyra Banks a mini bitch. And that's what you missed on Gleeboot. Yeah, that was also the episode where Sam was either consciously or subconsciously being very racist. Yeah. So we'll see if that goes anywhere anytime soon. Probably I not. I feel like the Glee characters have like a racist stick and they like pass it around per episode. Like Kitty's <laughs> usually holding it, but they do share yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Glee Boot. So, uh, welcome back to Glee Boot, the show where we get drunk and talk about reboot and Glee one episode at a time. I'm Cullen. Alyssa. And I'm Hannah. And uh, kind of a somber announcement, but something that happened in the fandom is uh, Darren Chris's brother uh, died of suicide. Oh, <gasps> no. Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, I just wanted to, you know, like, this is a lighthearted space, but I just wanted to say, like, you know, if you're ever struggling, please reach out. Like, there's always people who care about you, even if you don't think there are, and people who want to hear from you. And uh, I'm just, I've shared it on our Instagram story, but the suicide prevention hotline is 1-800-273-8255. We'll put it in the show notes, too. And then I'm also going to plug my dad's book. He published a book called Camelot about growing up in uh, Detroit um, and his childhood. He would never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And he says it on the back of the book. Um, mm. And though he did say that, you know, Callahan humor gets better with each generation. So I guess <laughs> if you like my sense of humor, you might like his. He is a good storyteller. It's not going to be as funny as Cullen, but pretty close. <laughs> <Pretty> close. <laughs> it's like me but very conservative. Um, <laughs> and so we will post a link to where you can get that. Awesome. Um, if you just want to really delve into my psychology and learn why, <laughs> the way, uh, child, why we have a Glee podcast. <laughs> like the childhood of the person who gave me my childhood. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. Uh, Today we have a very special guest, uh, kind of a YouTuber, TikToker, uh, Instagram influencer, uh, you know, a content creator who talks about very different content. Um, but I know him from working. Uh, he interned at the company I used to work at. We have Blake. What's up? Welcome. So, thank you. Thank you. So glad to be here. So yes. Uh, got the TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, uh, pretty mainly active on TikTok. You know, I try to post on there every day. Uh, but basically, you know, just me and my brother, um, who, you know, we just love to talk about movies and I just really wanted to started sharing my opinions. So just, you know, created that channel and honestly, we've had a lot of fun doing it. It's really fun. <laughs> awesome yeah Very cool a lot of like superhero content yeah for so sure fun. for sure we are definitely uh into the superhero content um but award season is coming around so definitely got a lot to talk about with that as well and fun fact about blake he's one of my favorite interns because one of my jobs was putting water in the fridge and no <laughs> one else would pay attention to like whether it was running out but blake would always be like oh yeah it was running out i'm just gonna get some more and I was yes. like, oh my gosh, thank you. I'm glad, I'm glad I resonated <laughs> with somebody. You know, always got to have cold water for everybody. 
But no, Colin was, he was so nice at the internship. It was, it was honestly a great experience. That was my first time even being out in California ever. Um, and honestly had a lot of fun. I was honestly kind of, kind of sad to leave uh, Mandalay, even, uh, I mean, you know, LA in general, I could have stayed a little longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was like, what better way to show my gratitude than force him to watch the most unhinged episode. Of <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this will be hilarious. It'll be like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah. At least this episode isn't like super heavy and like plot stuff. Right. Any plot you need to know is explained right before they kind of take a step forward in that plot. So you're all good. Definitely yeah. not super heavy in the plot. <laughs> yeah, this was killer. Um, yeah. Yeah, was a lot of, of character-driven moment. A lot of character-driven episode. Yeah, for sure. Doing yeah. some really crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Darren Chris's Emmy? Well, didn't didn't he get one eventually for murder? Um, uh, American Crimes, not American Crime. Yeah, American Crime Story. American yeah. Crime, yeah, the um. Murder of Versace. Yes, I almost said Gucci, but I was thinking Lady Gaga and her Russian Italian accent. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Still haven't seen the movie, only going off of the trailer. Yeah. So, Blake, what is your journey, if any, with the show Glee? Okay. So, here's my journey. Uh, I know about Glee. Like, I know what it's about. I know there's a lot of music involved, but I hadn't seen a single episode at all. So I was just diving into this, you know, blinded, not really knowing what to expect, honestly. Um, and it's a lot to take in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially this episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so that's that's where my point is uh, at Glee. Honestly, the most I know about Glee might be from uh, one of the episodes of The Office where they have their Glee showing party. Oh my ever, god. Do you remember that one? I that's like something I totally forgot and buried. Yep. And now I'm suddenly remembering. Oh my crap. Yeah. So yep. that's your journey with Glee. Is <laughs> that's my journey. Another show. <laughs> yeah. I used to make fun of it on community a lot. Like they had the evil Glee Club mm -hmm. director. Okay. My friends, I have a lot of friends that watch community. I, I watched a little bit with them. And every time I sat down and watched it with them, I really enjoyed community. Yeah, they had like a Christmas special where he like the insane Glee Club director like was trying to like control them and he hated Britta because she couldn't sing. And then it turns <laughs> out he like murdered his last Glee Club or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> Mr. Shu is on that road. Like I think that's actually the finale. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, did you take the BuzzFeed quizzes? I did. I took uh, the which Glee character are you? Um, and honestly, some of the answers, I was just going off of like personal, like for instinct or likings. That's what you got to um, do for a BuzzFeed quiz. Yeah. It's a science. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you want me, do you want me to read my character? Yeah. Now? Okay. So my Glee character was uh, Quinn Fabre. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know much about episode. her. Yeah, she's not in this episode. <laughs> really okay. this season yet. Um, <laughs> okay. She was so, the, the deeply Christian cheerleader who got pregnant. Really? Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't really get that from uh, the uh, description <laughs> it gave me. Because <laughs> so, the description it gave me was, you have a powerful attitude and sassy persona, but you are also sweet and need to put yourself out there. Everyone thinks you're mean at first, but deep down, you have a friendly spirit. So honestly, the first two lines were like very relatable. 
So, I mean, yeah, maybe I can get an attitude at some points, but for the most <laughs> part, uh, I think I'm a nice guy. Um, but then the part what, that, that really hit me was, and you need to put yourself out there. And that really resonated with me because, you know, a whole life really I had a hard time putting myself out there, doing things outside of my comfort zone. But once I do it, I'm really glad I did. Honestly, you know, doing that internship out in California was the biggest thing I did outside my comfort zone. And I think that really started the, uh, the journey of, you know, just doing things outside of my comfort zone and really letting myself grow as a person. Um, so honestly, that description, some parts really resonated with me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, Quinn, yeah. Uh, she went through a lot and did a lot, but it seems so far like she's one of the more well-adjusted characters because she's not constantly coming back to her high school yeah. and hanging out with the same people. She's like <laughs> okay. off at Yale. She definitely moved on in a very healthy way. Okay, okay. For yeah. the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, the, with the exception of, of having a relationship with one of her teachers, but like that fizzled out and it seems like she's on the right track now, so. Okay. As far That's as good. we know. That's <laughs> yeah, what I would know. like to think happened. <laughs> Yeah. She did uh, have like a grunge phase. Did you ever have a grunge phase? A grunge phase. Mm. Like an emo phase? No, never had an emo phase. It's funny now. I do have, you know, a lot of closer friends I do have now are emo. So. Well, there you go. Know. You're getting yeah, in touch with that side I, now. I am. I am finally, that's, that's it. That's exactly it. I'm getting more in touch <laughs> of my emo side. <laughs> You're in your season three Quinn arc. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't try and steal a baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, what are we all drinking today? I'm excited about this one, you guys. Super simple. It's not I, a jar of mustard. It is not. I took one of those little Baileys that I was drinking last week and I poured it in a glass and mixed it with no sugar added like borderline apple cider it's apple mm. juice but it tastes like apple pie oh it's okay so good very nice and like the creaminess gives you like that with ice cream the a la mode mm, yeah it's really good it's like interesting got the tart because of the the apple. no sugar added yeah. apple and the super sweet creamy type taste from the Bailey's is really good. Did you come up with that or did you find like a recipe or like the idea somewhere else? I just dumped it in a cup together. <laughs> That's <laughs> with <bold>. ice. <laughs> See, those are two things I never would have thought of, but then like hearing the, the flavor, I definitely would try it, but uh... it's really, it's really, I'm sure people have done it before. But I You're did not get the idea that. from someone else. <laughs> I'm having a mango energy drink from Starbucks with some vodka because we have so much <laughs> fucking vodka in this house, in this good Christian home. Um, good Catholic home. <laughs> <laughs> There's a very clear difference. We have to make that distinction. Mary Scott is the rightful ruler of England. Uh, I am also doing mango, no vodka though. I'm doing mango uh, Topo Chico hard seltzer. Have you had this, Blake? I just tried those recently. Actually, they were pretty good. They are very good. Um, Have you ever had, so, I mean, right now I'm drinking a Stella, which is not usually my go-to, but we ran out of seltzers here. Um, (laughs) But since you are from Florida, have you tried the ranch water seltzers? 
No, but one of my friends told me that I should try it. Yes. So basically, for anyone who doesn't know about ranch water, it is a seltzer, but instead of vodka, it's tequila. And instead of 100 calories, it's 80 calories. Uh, but they're honestly mm. really good. They have uh, a spicy flavor, um, you know, basic flavor, uh, grapefruit, a few different flavors. But the spicy one is the one that really sticks out to me because me personally, I love a spicy tequila drink, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. spicy margarita usually. But yeah, it's a really good seltzer, actually. <laughs> All right. I keep thinking ranch water is going to taste like ranch like i'm thinking I, ranch yeah. dressing like i yeah. can't that get is western brain, brain. <laughs> you would think yeah yeah i mentioned the name to my mom earlier and she was like what well, what's this water like, no no it's just a seltzer don't worry so now it is time for our semi it's our fourth time doing it so i guess not a new segment anymore mary smash kill uh we are doing leading ladies our main okay. girlies. Um, so we have Rachel Berry of Glee. Uh-huh. Um, we have Rue of Euphoria. Okay. And we have Betty Cooper of Riverdale. So I know all of these people. I don't even have to look them up. That's amazing. I don't know. I don't know the second one. Who's Rue? She's Zendaya in Euphoria. Who? What's in for? Uh... Euphoria. <laughs> Euphoria. I, like, I don't. <laughs> I hear about it everywhere. She like I just open Instagram and everyone's talking about Euphoria and Lexi's play. I've never watched it, but I know I know enough about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she is like kind of gay and she has a drug problem. Which is not glorified by the show. Zendaya herself said so. Yeah. I saw part of it once when I like went over to this guy's house and uh very much decided i wasn't going to lose my virginity on an air mattress um <laughs> probably but, a hard decision not very comfortable i imagine but we did watch some euphoria and so like just the middle of a random episode so i know she likes jewels and she has a drug problem okay <laughs> she's played by zendaya yeah and i had that dream where zendaya and the euphoria cast were attacking me <laughs> okay so is that going to color your answer Maybe we'll see. We'll see. So, okay, I know. Uh, so, I would murder Rachel. She's insane. Um, <laughs> yeah. I would sleep with Rue because it's Zendaya, you know? Um, but she seems to have a lot of baggage. I think I'm going with Betty Cooper, who also has the serial killer gene and a lot of baggage. And she has her dark Betty side. But, you know, she wants to take down bad people. And she's a generally good person. So I think we'd get along. Interesting. I have a hot take. I'm going to, I'm going to kill Betty. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just going to, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to marry Rachel Berry because I feel like she is going to make it. She's going to make a lot of money and she will be my sugar mama. And I will put up with her bullshit. Uh, And then I guess, uh, I guess I'm going to sleep with Rue. And I'm going to help her through her drug problem as a friend with benefits. I have the same answer as Cullen. I feel like we have the same answers a lot. I know, which is funny because we're very different people. I know. (laughs) But I guess we have similar tastes in romantic sexual partners. Yes. I'm going to kill Rachel because she's really annoying and I don't think I can handle living. Yeah, you could not handle it. No. No, no. And I don't think, I don't even think I could handle like a night with her. So. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I'm going to sleep with Rue because I don't really know that much about her, but it, it feels like I don't want to be married to a person who has a drug problem. So that's it. That's all I know about her. That's her one defining character trait for me at this moment. Yeah, that makes sense. And Betty, I recall watching Riverdale up to a certain point in one of the, I forgot most of it. One of the things I do remember is Dark Betty. <laughs> she was really sexy. So I'm going to marry Betty. <laughs> All right, valid. Yeah, we watched the first few episodes together. Uh, we saw Alice get slapped multiple times at the same party. I do remember that. <laughs> All right, so me as well, I don't know too much about these characters, but based on this interaction, so I'm going to go a different route. I'm going to actually kill Rue because as much as I would like to sleep with Zendaya based off her character Rue she just seems like she's in too deep as shit and I don't want to get in trouble being involved with that <laughs> um, I will smash uh, uh, Rachel which I mean Colin you said she was crazy I mean so usually they could be a fun time in that circumstance <laughs> And then I guess well, I will marry Betty because I just, I don't know too much about her, but she looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Betty is my favorite character in Riverdale as anyone who read my 43 minute long article where I ranked every season three Riverdale character. Um, <laughs> Betty was number one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then our listeners for the Mean Girls poll, they all picked Santana. Allison De Laurentiis came in second, and Cheryl Blossom lost. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming one is marry, and then fuck, and then kill. Right? Yeah, well, it's just like I say, who would you marry? Because you can't have, like, those options on the Instagram poll. So I just say, right. who would you marry? Yeah. But for the purposes, I feel like second place. Is smash. Is yeah. definitely yeah. smash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend may or may not have finally followed Billy Boot just so he could vote for Allison. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Um, let's get into the episode. It is season five, episode seven, Puppet Master. Um, no songs from Pinocchio. Um, no shout out to Fruity Pinocchio. Uh, then the 2020 to Pinocchio. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Father, when can I go out and be no. on my own? No. Are you talking no. about the Polly Shore one? <laughs> yeah. That you, that you unpromptedly <laughs> sent me this trailer, which, okay, for you, it may have been midnight. For me, it was like 3 a.m. I didn't watch it till the next morning. It was the first thing I saw when I woke up. And I was like, why is Polly Shore still getting work? I don't understand. Do you know where I first saw that trailer? At work. <laughs> Oh, and an employee chat. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. Oh. So bad. That's that's horrible. Yeah, it's I uh, I but I heavily recommend everyone watch the trailer because that means you don't have to watch the movie. You get every single plot point. You understand it, True. and you're done. Well, yeah. uh, understanding it maybe not. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. You. No. <laughs> You see every important scene in the trailer and important in quotes because nobody asked for this movie and no. the executives who did, I want their names and numbers and I need to, I need to talk to them. Yeah. 
I read the book of Pinocchio in school and I'm like, we can, we can be done with that story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so puppet master, um, we yes. have, uh, the Blaine storyline. We have a Jake storyline. Um, and we have a Kurt storyline. Um, I did text Hannah and Alyssa after I watched it that this is the gay agenda because a lot of this episode is about gay men bossing people around. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Murphy is trying to tell us just do what the gay men say. Um, um, not related to the gay agenda at all, but I just want to preface this by saying that this episode was horrifying. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. horrified. <laughs> Even though I had seen part or maybe the whole thing of the music video for What the Fox Say and knew that there was puppets involved, I still did not connect that in my brain. And when that happened at the end of the episode, I was like screaming. I was like, I was not prepared for this. So yeah, and not in a good me, way. She's like, this is not how I want to start my morning. <laughs> I never have nightmares. I had a nightmare after watching this episode. <laughs> I have so many questions about it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sue has a storyline, too. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so let's quickly, let's see, we start in New York with Kurt. Um, Kurt and his five vocalists band, Pamela Lansbury, uh, with Adam Lambert and Demi Lovato, who famously sang to a ghost. Um, <laughs> there's, like, a trending video of Demi Lovato singing a skyscraper to a ghost. On like a ghost hunting show. Yeah. Okay. A, a terrestrial thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like I think Renee Zellweger should be known for the B-movie. I think Demi Lovato <laughs> should be known for singing to the ghost. Um, so they're like, Kurt, why did you gather us here? And Rachel like moved her dialect coach meeting. And I'm like, girl, you're on Broadway. Like this five-person band can wait. Um, yeah. And Kurt's like, I got our first gig. It's at Callbacks, the karaoke bar, where my boyfriend broke down singing Teenage Dream to me. Um, to tell me that he cheated on me, right? Yeah. Wait, okay. And Brody at, was there. Uh, Brody, Brody and Rachel sang Give Your Heart a Break at that place, which is a Demi yeah. Lovato song. <laughs> but Demi blown. Lovato is here. Well, is she? Because she's there in this scene we're talking about. And then she's like, yeah. not really there. I was wondering, and like, gone. Yeah, I was like, why is Demi Lovato in just this one scene of the episode? I, my theory is she read like the first like 25 pages. And then when like she realized that everyone was getting a puppet, she's like, peace, I'm out. I don't want a puppet version of me. Editing Hannah here. In this segment and others in the episode, it seems we misgendered Demi Lovato a few times in our discussion. There was some mix-up when referring to their character Danny and to them as an actor, and we're sorry for the mix-up, and we totally respect that they use they-them pronouns. We just wanted to make this clarification, just in case. Yeah, so Kurt's like, yeah, we got a, a spot at callbacks on their dead night. And they're like, is that really a good idea? And he's like, it's great. Just listen to me. We're going to sing Madonna songs. And they're like, oh, you're back to that. And I'm like, what is this band? They don't even know what they're singing. <laughs> they have no idea what they are. They don't. I think they just need to like, I don't know what they need, but I'm reminded of 
K-pop because there's five of them and they're all vocalists. I think they need to That's learn some really great dance moves and incorporate that just like K-pop. Instead of standing at the microphone yeah, and walking <laughs> around. Yeah. That doesn't count as choreography. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And he's, so he has his vision. Um, and we have like the 37th Madonna song in this series and they sing into the groove in this flashback. Cause he's like, I had this vision and then it just happens. I'm like, oh, so we're doing this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is an excuse for a number. And we did the whole thing too. Yeah, it they're like, the whole song. I always kept going. Flash, <laughs> no. And that's, and I was confused. Like, oh, okay, so like, this is their performance. And then at a certain point, I was like, no, this can't be. Like, they're too good and there's too many people here. Like, mm -hmm. what's yep. happening? And well, then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, realism. Like, at the end of the day, I want to give these, right, like, a musical features music that moves the story along. Mm -hmm. This is like, it's just a dead space of story. Like, well, nothing happens. Like, it's not even a dream ballet in Oklahoma. That's every number in this episode. Yeah. Because, like, I don't think there's yep. anything that actually moves the story. Like, okay, the Blaine with the puppets number, you get kind of an insight into Blaine's head and the Jake number, you kind of get what Jake is going through. Um, so like. Right. That's another confusing one to me, uh, whether or not it was actually a dream sequence, like when it started and then obviously it was, but you know. All of them were dream sequences, right? Yeah. Except for the Fox one at the end. <laughs> Which should have yeah. been a dream sequence. <laughs> no, that that was a that was a fever dream. Mm -hmm. It was. It had to be. There's no way that's real. Unfortunately, I don't yeah. want it to be real in this it universe. <laughs> no. Uh so then uh they through various reasons, Blaine is suspended. We'll get into that. And he has to go to detention. He's not suspended. He just has to go to detention. Um, and he can't go to yeah. Kurt's concert, even though he was just in New York last week. They literally were like, hey, I know you were just here, but I have a voucher for you. And I'm like, where are you getting all these vouchers from? From Kate Hudson, um, <laughs> their evil dance teacher. Um, also, I would say no. Am I the only person who would say no? No, I would say no. I would yeah. be like, listen, that's a Thursday. I got school on Friday. Yeah. Like <laughs> I've got I've got a Latin exam. I can't. I don't care if you're my fiance. This is this is not happening. This is my, this is my <laughs> senior so, year. That is one thing, again, not having watched the show at all that I was very confused about <laughs> is a senior in high school that has a fiance. I was like, wait, are we in uh, college, not the first, high school? Not, not the first on? time that's happened in no. this uh, in this series. Uh, that's, oh, it's man. like the third time. Wow. Well, because Rachel and Finn were engaged. And then who else? Sam and Brittany got married. Oh, oh they, that's got, right. they got fake married <laughs> during yeah. the 2012 apocalypse. Yeah. 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 Really like getting engaged in this show, I guess. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that happens Curious honestly a lot of teen shows. I think the worst offender is Secret Life of the American Teenager. Uh, I feel like everyone got married in that show. and the, Before they graduated? I think, yeah. Ooh. And then that group, because they get fake IDs and get married. And then that one girl says, my dad died a horrible death because I had incredible sex. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, one line. So like teen dramas are a very iffy genre, but I would say everyone agrees the worst one is Secret Life of the American Teenager. Um, yeah, so 
I, I hope Shailene Woodley's doing okay. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So then they, she, Kurt's like, ah, release blank seat. And Rachel's like, oh, that's not a problem. And there's just this one guy who thought it was Angela Lansbury. <laughs> Performing. And I'm like, why would she be at this tiny little bar? Like, she has better things to do. Who knows? Obviously, this poor man is not in his right mind. I mean, this is New York. This is the same city where on Smash had Liza Minnelli for Ivy's birthday. Um, but, okay, not to talk about, like, the logic of anything, but, like, that made sense because Ivy's mom was a Broadway legend, and so is Liza, and so, like, that kind of makes sense. Also, Ivy is, like, friends with all these big Broadway people who know Liza. That makes sense. Kind yeah, of. Kind of. Why would he be at a drama school, like a dive bar that drama students go to? Exactly. Because that's it- what Brody described it as episodes and episodes ago. Yeah. Is that like, this is where like Miata and all the drama kids go. Yeah. And that's another reason why their band name sucks. When they had Star Child and the Apocalyptics and they chose Pamela Lansbury. Um, so no one's there. Um, but apparently it turns out because the glue characters get everything they ever want. Uh, this guy <laughs> knows somebody, or his nephew works at Williamsburg Hall um, in Brooklyn. And so they have a they have a show there. They book their second gig, which is crazy to me. I was just like, I understand like they booked the gig, so like they have to do it. But I kind of feel like even the bar would be like, yeah, we're not, gonna pay you for this because one person showed up and paid the two dollar cover charge or whatever to get in you know it's kind of strange but again Uh, logic doesn't matter in the glee universe i have no idea what (laughs) contracts for gigs look like so don't know yeah did the old man record it is that how it yeah, was. he he made a bootleg of it and i was like like, there's one person how do you not see them (laughs) <laughs> yeah all of them would be like oh yeah that guy he was recording us we thought it was just for some like weird reason so yeah so i guess they were good maybe they did more than discover madonna songs we don't know <laughs> their actual costumes were way better than the ones in uh kurt's, kurt's fantasy fantasy sequence yeah does that mean there was a gas leak in his apartment oh no don't open that door (laughs) well we're gonna have to open that door because they sing what the fuck say in new york and in lima i need answers (laughs) they did the same with roar though and katie Gaga. true and they both had rope swings um So that's Kurt's storyline, I guess. Um, That that is kind of it. Um, (laughs) Just really quick, just like to recap, um, Demi Lovato's character is in the very first scene. She says something. Then Danny, she is in the next scene where like they're performing, but she's hidden in the back. She is not featured. I think she's on the keyboard, maybe. on the keyboard. That's why she doesn't dance around. They didn't even give her any clothes. Like, you just, like, had to look for her. It was crazy. Yep. And then she's in the scene where... They're they're at the concert, yeah. Yeah, they're about to do the gig. And then, poof, Danny's got back-to-back-to-back-to-back shifts at that 
musical diner place that they work at or something because she is gone (laughs) yeah she does not get a puppet um so yeah they get a box of puppets from blaine um that blaine just has i guess he He made them them. in his arts and crafts class he made all of those in a week he made what 15 puppets one puppet in in, in an hour class yeah yeah which also like no there's no way uh-uh. Jim Henson needs to be hiring Blaine. Um, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I almost had an internship yeah. at that company. They weren't Ooh. hiring interns. <laughs> so, oh. The main thing I got from this was Blaine is insane. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is really Blaine going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yep. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> normally he's like fine, but this was. <laughs> I think there's something wrong with him. Yeah, um, we'll get there. Um, so they, Santana's like, that's creepy as hell. Because uh, imagine getting just a box with the puppets versions of you. You'd be like, am I in a horror movie? Yeah. yeah. And then you wouldn't pick up and immediately play with them. Like, I'd be like, we have to burn these. How would you even, they don't look like them. Vaguely. Yeah, very vaguely. Vaguely, uh, puppets, puppets are scary. Mm-hmm. I agree. It took Not me a, a long time to figure out who was who in the first scene. The only reason that I know there were three puppets in the box or four yeah, that four. represented the people in New York was because they were represented in they... the classroom. Like if I just opened a box and there were two puppets in it, and each puppet looked kind of ish maybe like one was a girl and one was a guy i don't know i don't think i would say colin this is you and me the two genders you would be like, colin oh, and we... <laughs> uh but like i feel like you would open it and yeah you'd be like, why are there puppets who sent these and there are two puppets and then you look at them closely and then you're like they look like us. Colin, we have to this call the one cops. has yellow hair. I think it might be blonde. <laughs> it's like, how do we get a restraining order? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then they sang What the Fox said with everybody else. So, okay. Uh, let's quickly talk about Sue's plot that happened. Uh, Sue's principal. Um, and one of the superintendents because they're like reviewing her school. One of the superintendents thinks she's a man. Yeah. Um, quickly, <laughs> like before that, when she's like walking down the hall, she passes uh, Figgins, the old principal. Mm-hmm. And who is the janitor? Like, he was now the janitor. And she's like, you miss a spot. And he's like, I'm doing the best I can. And she turns around and she makes an excellent point. She's like, that just sums up your time as principal. You did the best you could, but it wasn't good enough. And I was like, she's not wrong. Yep. <laughs> That's like, it's it mean, but principal. it's true. He let a pedophile into that school multiple times in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no yeah. respect. Um, yeah. So then the, su- the superintendent's like, yeah, I need to know good dudes. Um, and it's just. And the reason he thinks that she is a man is what because she has short hair and is wearing a tracksuit like she literally has makeup on yeah i didn't really i her name is sue (laughs) she has a great line later she's like i blame 
that Johnny Cash song, A Boy Named Sue. And I was like, I actually laughed at that. I was like, that's funny. Yeah. But I'm glad they pointed it out. Because... It's a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. Like a three-year-old would maybe make that mistake. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or Ellen DeGeneres, um, because... <laughs> There's, I can't remember what celebrity it was. She had like, uh, she was interviewing her and this celebrity kid had long hair. She's like, are you going to cut that boy's hair? And the person's like, no, he likes so long. Like, and she just hit me like, you got to cut his hair. <laughs> and it's just like. Just more evidence stacking up against Ellen Generous. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there was drama about her interviewing the guy from Euphoria. And I was just like, wait, she sells the show. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. I uh, think the show is on, but I don't think she's hosting. She is. I think it's. Oh, I thought it was other celebrities filling in for her. Someone is filling in for Wendy Williams right now, I think. Well, uh, yeah. Well. Wendy Williams has some wild shit. She is. She is a meme queen. Yeah. Bananas. Dula peep. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time I see Jane Lynch in any show or movie, she's always talking about her sexuality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's, she's definitely... I mean, like, I, mean, she's I think funny the first, with it. The first thing yeah. I ever saw her in was the 40 Old Virgin. Yes. I think the thing that it was is in 40 Old Virgin, she was like putting it out there that she was very active with it. And this yeah. one, you know, it's like, it's like, okay, well, now you need to get more active with it, I guess. Yeah. Cause like, doesn't in the scene with the superintendent, she says, like, I tried to marry myself once, but apparently that's not legal. Yeah. Right. So why does she say that? Because he's like divorced. He said something right. He asked, like, are you married? Which I don't know why you would need to know that if you just wanted to go hang out with with a guy. Yeah. Unless he's one of those divorced guys who's like, I can't hang out with family guys. Can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of what I've lost because I'm an asshole. Jane Lynch is going to be playing the mom in Funny Girl, the revival. Oh. Wow. That must really hurt for Leah Michelle that one of her co-stars got in the show. People anyway. are like, the Glee universe is real. This is Sue Sylvester's Revenge <laughs> on the Glee Club. Um, so, yeah, so then she's like, I, Becky's like, you could be more feminine, you could wear a skirt. And Sue is like, I used to, and it flashes back to the 80s, and she's like, no video games in the hall, and Take On Me is playing, and then they're not she's listening. She's got this powder pink suit, like skirt suit, and yep. long hair that is very clearly a wig. No one could mistake that. But in the 80s, they might have been able to mistake that because <laughs> all yes. the hair was big then. <laughs> um, and these guys are say something about like... Something about her being the cheer coach i think yeah i don't remember exactly what they said but then figgins comes up and he's like in a weird australian accent he's like i'm trying to sound like crocodile (laughs) dundee (laughs) and he's like i suggest trying some pants so then she cuts her hair she puts on the tracksuit and she people fear her now um She didn't even just do the pants. She just jumped straight to the whole outfit, makeover, hairdo. Yeah. Fuck the pants. I'm doing it all. It's, But I was like, this can't be real because I'm pretty sure a really long time ago, like she had talked about how like she's literally been wearing this since she was like 10 or something. 
So I don't know. I mean, we also got a plot. Remember when she was trying to be more feminine for the guy, the news anchor, and then uh-huh. she like, Will was going to teach her, Will taught her how to dance. Like we've literally done this plot before. Yeah, well, that one, like she wanted to learn how to dance. So she went to Shu who knows how to dance. And that makes sense. That that one kind of made sense. This one is literally, she wants to be more feminine and she goes to Shu who's a man, a cis man. Why? Like the, the, I don't know. The, the show is literally forcing her to get advice on femininity from Shu, who she, knows nothing about it. She went to Shu first, right? And then they have the dance sequence, and then she has you meet in her office. Which, yeah. like, like those those first two things you said make no sense. Going to no. Unique, that makes sense. Well, like, so yeah, she goes to Will because she's like, how do you still look masculine while dancing just in a pirouette? Um, Which, like, that's even, it, it's lessens the argument even more yeah um but also there have been the male ballerinas that. since Bella since was a forever thing. yeah um and then he's like ginger rogers could do everything for the stair could do but backwards and in heels and then he said the he i remember this line he said ginger rogers arguably the des- best dancer in the world and her partner fred astaire best dancer of all times and then he yeah. said but ginger did everything fred astaire did backwards into the high heels and i'm like this doesn't like, that make her the best dancer of all time you would think but nope <laughs> and he's like okay i'll make a deal i need money for costumes for nationals and i'll show you how to she's- dance <laughs> She's like, no. She's like, how I wanna know how much that inflatable airbag for Artie was for Lady Gaga week. Yeah. Um, because they had all these crazy costumes for Lady Gaga Katy Perry week. Yeah. Um Sue has suddenly become like season five Sue voices the concerns of all the fans. <laughs> yeah. Or the concerns of the podcasters 10 years later. Being correct. Like, correct. <laughs> I'm not sure how they would have seen that one coming, but I just but like so quickly we do have to kind of like lodge in here that the gas leak in the choir room is a thing. And so she's sitting right next to it. Yes. And she has her little trance and she she's dancing with you look up the Shoe. name of the song. Uh, it's like a black and white sequence. So it's supposed to be like I'm going to assume it's, I, didn't, I didn't really get her trance. I don't understand. It was just, uh, she was just dancing, I guess. There was yeah. no point to it. No. It literally had no point. Yeah. Um, all, the, all the other ones had, had a, you know, you knew the point to it. Yeah, like there cheek, was something. But... Cheek to cheek. Yeah. I did feel like Jane Lynch has like a certain number of musical numbers in her contract. Um, they're like, well, we had to do Nicki Minaj last season, so we got to do. <laughs> Triggered. That was so bad. Um, yeah, it was boring. Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has a better Fred Astaire Ginger Rogers spoof. Um sips drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah this one made no sense and then she goes to unique and is like hey you know how to do the makeover stuff teach me 
And Unique should have been like, remember when you wouldn't give me like a gender affirming bathroom because Will wanted to twerk? Yeah. I'm like, Unique has no reason to help. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So then Unique goes along with it, I guess. And Sue gets a makeover and then she does the tour and it's going well. And uh, I mean, honestly, she seems like she's a pretty good principal. Um, And then they... Oh, she brought back caning, though. Never mind. What? When? <laughs> she did say, like, my caning policy has reduced absences. I miss that. But, I, you know. Ooh, I heard the thing about the absences, but I don't, like, I don't remember it being caning. I don't know what yeah. it was. But yeah, and I'm like. I guess I heard it, and then it was like, um, my brain just didn't compute. It was like, something policy. Unless all those students have a cane fetish, not okay. Um, Even if they do, <laughs> it's still not okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, Sue, like, is doing the tour, and then she's in the choir room. And Figgins is like, there's a gas leak putting all these students in danger. And Sue's like, yeah, I knew about it. I know a gas leak induced dance sequence when it happens. I fixed it myself. And technically, that's your job. And I'm like, mm, a janitor and a maintenance worker are like two different things, but okay. Um, so then they're like, you're great. And then she, in front of everyone, she asks the superintendent out on the yes. date. That was so uncomfortable. Yes, yes, like, it was. That is okay so i don't understand her jump in logic is that he literally it was such a huge leap because this whole thing starts because he thinks that she is a man and wants to hang out with her presumably as like friends he's like i'm just looking to meet some dudes like and hang out which like i don't know could be gay coded but i don't think it was like i don't think it was meant to be Mm -mm. and then in front of the four other people that they're there with, she's like, ah, yes, this is a good time to ask him on a date because I thought he was flirting with me, but since he actually thought I was a dude, he was actually just being chummy. What? That's what I have to say. I don't know. What? I guess they just needed a reason for her to not dress like that next episode. <laughs> I guess. For this plot to yeah. be entirely circular. Um, yeah. Can we talk for a minute about how incredibly dangerous gas leaks are? Yeah, no, let's yeah. let's talk about that before we even get into the Blaine thing. Um, okay, so I don't know about you guys, Cullen, I doubt this happened to you being homeschooled, but just in case it did. So basically, kids in my school would fake smelling something weird to try to get school to like shut down early and say there was like a gas leak like kids would do that okay i remember we would have to be in like a lockdown if there was or some if there was a gas leak yeah There's, like they would yeah there should be a full evacuation of any building yeah. if there's a gas leak. but they didn't know about it until sue found it but my thing is that if blaine was like going all weird you would think that he would like go to the nurse and be like hey yeah like i kind of got lightheaded nurse would be like okay well what were you doing i was sitting in the choir room in this corner by event someone would put two and two together or like 
I don't understand why you wouldn't just be like, oh yeah, I don't feel good. Maybe there's like a gas leak. Like that would be like the first thing kids jump <laughs> so to. He tells Jake to go sit there because yeah. he didn't have an experience. What's yeah. that risk? Yeah. Not like, like, there's something weird. Stay away is, from it. This is some euphoria shit. This is drugs. Listen, guys, I have trauma connected to gas leaks. Oh, no. I, this is a PSA. If you ever smell anything like gas, you leave the area and you call the gas company. You, there should not be any maintenance workers coming to fix a gas leak, okay? You call the gas company and they will come check it that out. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's some pretty intense uh, situation. Yeah. Because also the gas leak that was behind this vent was like- A the... full-blown open- Oh yeah. It's yeah. That Someone tampered with blown. that. Someone tampered blown. with that. Like all she had to do is reconnect it. That's not how the gas. Uh, uh-uh, that's, that's not, not how, how it works. No. Pretty fairly certain that Principal Figgins. That's a good thing. Created the gas leak because he knew I like about this. it. It's canon. Uh, yeah. And tried to get Sue in trouble. Oh, that's a good that theory. That makes sense. Yes. And he was like, "Hey, this is unsafe." deduct her you know as principal she's not being safe that's a good point mm-hmm. that's you know what i think i think that's exactly what happened with the pipes i but like also, that i like I'm that i'm pretty sure that's like a felony <laughs> yeah so he's yeah. really risking it all for to get back a shitty job like, yes yeah. yeah and he's like who should i put at risk those fucking late kids so <laughs> you know but you know <laughs> it's like i get it i get it valid um yeah an entire house blew up on my street because of oh, gas wow. So it was obliterated and there was Dang. one death. Oh my God. Yeah. When, when I was in middle school, a couple streets over, it was like an abandoned house. People had been gone in, taking out metal, like scrapping it essentially. And uh, the house blew up and uh, I think it killed some pets. Yeah. It and they're horrible. strong that's it's i lived a mile down the road and our siding was rippled from the blast Ooh, like wow. and there was probably two or three miles down the road there was uh like debris from the blast not stuff you want to mess with so yeah psa call the gas company yeah. also another psa don't fake feeling like you smell something in school just to get you know try to get school canceled early it doesn't ever work and you could get in trouble for that so uh let's quickly talk about jake um so jake he stands up for blaine in like the first scene or whatever and then uh blaine is like oh sit by there yeah like it'll be great and then they're like jake is gonna help us dance for regionals and um Jake is like, I'm bored. We're going to do a boring cut and paste dance routine that even Tina of the Swish Swish music video can pick up. Um, and Yeah. Well, isn't this like before he's like talking to the... He's with the cheerleaders is- and they're like not doing the dance right. And yeah. he's like eyeing all of them and Bree's getting super jealous. Oh, Lord. She, well, because yes, she's and- like all of them and he's like, yeah. Well, she said her too. And then he said... All, all of them. them. So Bree's upset, and then he's he's like, "I'm bored." And then Marla's like, "We've seen your dance moves; they're good. They're not great." 
And I'm like, mm, they're pretty, he's um, pretty good. <laughs> he proves a point literally five minutes, five seconds later, where he's like whipping out some amazing moves to mm-hmm. Nasty by Janet Jackson. And I was like, um, Marlene, you were wrong. He's actually really, really good. Uh, he yeah. is. He's a good dancer. <laughs> he's like, give me a beat. And then uh, Nasty slash Rhythm Nation mashup happens. And there are all these cheerleaders. And he's like dancing. Um so he's sitting in the corner, right? And then he's like, give me a beat. And he goes into the song. And then I was like, oh, so the gas didn't affect him. Because you didn't have like that little like animation of seeing the gas coming out of the yeah, vent. I think it was like the quick twirl. Like it was ever so slightly, but I was like, I don't think this is real. Even yeah, though mm-hmm. it could easily be mistaken as real. That's the thing I was like wait a second i thought he was gonna do the gas leak, and then i was like oh no okay this is the gas leak thing yeah Yeah. this was not well executed but i mean the thing is like glee would do this even without a gas leak that's what i'm saying like last week we just had this is my life where he was in the girls locker room while he was singing at well he was also in the choir room while he was singing right and he was also in the boys locker room well before they had the VFX of like the ripple mm-hmm. of gas yeah. in front of the vent, and they mm. didn't do that for for Jake. Jake, Jake yeah. yeah, and and like I guess I, I could mean, understand not wanting to do that again. But why? But it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah, it's like it's not like we're gonna be like, oh, why they include that? It's just like, oh, okay, this is very clearly a gas leak thing. Like it helps with the connecting of the pieces. This is a visual medium. We have the right to know what's going on, Glee. Yeah, it's my right <laughs> as an American. Uh, so Nasty Rhythm Nation and then... Uh, Total bop, by the way. Yeah, it, Marley it is like seeing him like, I'm not a prude, I just want some respect. And then she's like, will this one do? Uh-huh. And she does like this awkward body oh. roll. <laughs> Okay, the dancing was so cringe, but it was like very cute, very Marley. But that was such an interesting way to use the song. Like I, like typically it's a one person, it's just like one person talking like in the the story of the song. Yeah. But they use it as like a dialogue, which is really interesting. I thought it was a conversation and it Mm -hmm. was a really interesting way to to, see the back and forth. Mm-hmm. It was one of the the rare moments when Glee decided to use a song the way it wasn't normally intended to be used, and it yeah. worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because uh, then Brie is like, "My name ain't Baby. It's Janet. It's Janet, Miss Jackson. If you nasty." And she slaps <laughs> him, and then it goes into this like dystopian warehouse. Uh, I think it's remaking the music video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never seen the music video, but I was like assuming, okay, it's not yeah. music video inspiration. That was the same mm-hmm. thing. Because I was like, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen this music video, but I was like, this is probably what's happening. Yeah. It definitely I was feels like, like I was like, that. where is this in the school? Like, there's like a chain link fence. What's happening? But then like the Glee Club singing, and they're all just kind of standing there. But then like Sam is like bopping in the background. Uh. Truly but, unhinged. And like, it's like a really well done number, though. I felt like a lot of it was like, oh my gosh, look at my abs. Um, I was fine with that. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had a great time. <laughs> he is very attractive. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, a, I thought it was a really good number. Um, and then 
it ends with Thickens being like a baby-faced mocatine boy. Um, and then why do you have to be such a mysterious <sighs> musical bad boy? And I was like, I want that on a t-shirt. I love that line. Because he says that when they're in detention and he just like shrugs. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah. And then uh they're like they because they left muttering nasty words about your aloofness and bad boy attitude. Um <laughs> and then uh he like so that's the thing is like they just watch him like just sit there and like zone out while they're talking to him. They're just like, whatever. They're not like worried. The same thing with like Blaine. I'm thinking like, what are they doing while they're sitting there having this? Like, are they just staring forward? Just like, or are they literally like, like what is happening to them? Yeah, we never get to see. I kind of imagine that maybe they just look like they're sleeping or something. They're literally talking to Jake. But we Mm -hmm. never see them talking to Jake. No, like before he sits down. Yeah, and then- he sits down and the conversation is over. So, no, they're still talking to him. Well, that's the sitting. thing. When does the gas leak trance start? Does it start when Marley talks back to him? Because that's what I thought. I thought, oh, it started when Marley started talking to him because she's part of the number. Oh, I thought it I started, I thought it started when he says, Give me a beat. Give me a beat. Yeah. See, I don't know. Um, because otherwise it's like imagine talking to somebody and then they just like their eyes glaze over and you're just like oh, whatever there's such a bad attitude not like <laughs> you okay bro um so then uh let's see what else uh brie like drags him over and he's like i don't want to be your girlfriend or your boyfriend like, i don't want to be your girlfriend but i'm pregnant um and her only uh, uh hint at this is that she's late <laughs> I thought she had like the full test and everything. Well, she doesn't say. Well, she said, what does she say? She says, says, I'm pregnant and it's your baby. And I'm like, I have to go to the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. There's no indication that she took a test or anything. We only find out later. Okay. What are we going to the doctor for to like, you know, uh, get one of those uh, scans or whatever? I was so confused by this. Were they implying that she wanted an abortion or were they? Yeah. Because the first thought that I had was she wants him to go to the doctor with her to see if the baby is okay. Yeah. I don't know. And then I was like, wait, no, probably not. But it was just like a weird roundabout way of not actually uh, (laughs) defining what what your opinion is on that issue. They're like 16 and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't necessarily know if they'd be able to go to the clinic by themselves, especially for an abortion, but there are obviously like cases where you can, but I I honestly don't know, but like, I didn't think about after where she says no parents because he's like have you told your parents she says no parents i was like oh wait this is a secret so this means probably that she wants an abortion yeah that is the logical way even though quinn was keeping it a secret while keeping the baby and we in season one and we're like that's not gonna work forever um but then finn's saying you're having my baby and and all was right with the world (laughs) nothing bad ever happened um now jb yeah. has to cure her own needs for a living um so uh yeah so then 
she later is like, I did get my period. She has something like the red. So he comes out of detention. He's like, hey, Blaine, cover for me. He's like, okay, whatever. He goes out. He's like, oh, we're going to the doctor. She's like, it's fine. Like, I I don't remember she what said, she said. She said the Crimson Tide is rolling again. Yes, it and was. The, uh, the only reason, like, I, you know, that stuck with me because I love football. I used to play football. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know exactly what that means. Yeah, I was just like, what a weird reference for yeah. a, a high schooler. Also, a high schooler in Ohio. Like, yeah. unless, unless they're, like, big Bama fans, I don't know. Well, I mean, they're not even <laughs> the same conference or rivals or anything. Nope. So, <laughs> so that was definitely was, interesting saying. It was such a weird reference. But then I was like, wait a second, hold on, pause, time out you didn't even take like a pregnancy test yeah. like you just based but then i was like okay she's 16 sex ed in ohio not great probably <laughs> so i was like okay i forgive that but i was also like the first step should have been like we should take a test not let's go to the doctor and get this snipped in the yeah. butt like yeah. yeah and then she's like so i'm not having a baby with you and he's like i'm gonna be a great father and she's like for your well, seven kids with seven different moms before this she said oh i'm so relieved and i was <laughs> and then her reaction is pretty much exactly what i was thinking it was like what are you relieved about are you serious yeah, literally <laughs> like this is not going to be your issue and then uh, uh she's like she's like i'm gonna be a great father and she's like you're toxic i may have been racist and a bully in my short tenure on this series but you're the toxic one um <laughs> that's quite a statement coming from her for sure yeah i'm like mm, if kitty thinks you're evil then you're hitler then you're um, probably <laughs> i mean she has a good point he thinks he's gonna be a good father and then she's like yeah what to your seven different kids with seven different girls yeah, because clearly he's going down the path of like being very careless and yeah. not really invested. Yeah. yeah, he's having sex with all these girls without using protection. Mm -hmm. not, not thinking ahead. I actually for sure when she's when she is about to tell him that he's that she's pregnant, um I thought for sure that she was upset that he slept with everyone because she was about to tell him that she had a sexual like, disease or something uh, oh interesting yes. yeah and then he passed it to all of the other cheerleader cheerleaders i think that would have been a, a better storyline actually <laughs> <laughs> yeah not as easy to resolve no oh, yeah no definitely not <laughs> Yeah, it also would have shown uh, why you shouldn't be so careless with having sex yeah. and like that they're in fact both responsible because she didn't tell him. And also he probably didn't have protection and she's responsible for the cheerleading the entire cheerleading team because she's like the that head, head cheerleader yeah I the guess. head cheerleader somehow somewhere somehow kitty is no longer that cheerleader Bria is. i don't uh, know <laughs> i'm now worried for these children in the past who aren't even children because of all of this these <sighs> shenanigans i'm now worried for them I and they exist in the past you that this season 
there will be an STD themed episode. How has there not been already? <laughs> That's actually a good point. Like, there's there should have been before. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, what else? Um, so, yeah, so Jake just comes to Marley and is like, you, we need to be together. Like, you're the only person who can fix me. So dumb. And Marley, I didn't want Marley to Marley's like, like stop oh. listening to Coldplay, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted Marley to just be like, oh my God, this fucking League of Legends is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> She's like, yeah, she does what uh, Ryder can't. She goes, shoo, I am literally quitting right now. Don't ever contact me again. <laughs> She's like, I can't fix you. She's just exhausted. <laughs> you can just see it on her. She's just like, I can't fix you. And he's like, don't you still have feelings for me? And she's like, you're a great friend and teammate. Yeah. It's like, I don't feel the way you do anymore. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, leaps of faith in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, not only is it like, it kind of uh, is a huge dick move for him to be like, oh yeah, you, know, you were just like on the back burner, clearly. Like you were waiting for me to come back. But it's also just like, what? <laughs> Why? Why would you think that she would want to be with you after she literally knows that like you slept yeah. with Bree and she's yeah. probably gonna find out about the whole cheerleading team? Not only that, but how exactly is it her responsibility to fix you? Yeah, she's like, I'm not here to fix the you. audacity. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm a 16 year old girl that's probably still in therapy for the eating disorder that Katie gave me, and uh, was re-triggered by this whole experience with you. <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god poor marley um yeah I she was so her. nice she was so now nice look at about her. it they made her into a puppet literally uh, and figuratively um so then yeah let's get into the main storyline let's get into darren chris's emmy nomination um <laughs> so uh i'm trying to think of how this is oh yeah so he comes in and he's like, Mr. Shu is running late, actually being a teacher. So um, I have some ideas for re- re- nationals. It's nationals. nationals and yeah. this reminded me of that time Rachel was like, what songs would you like me to sing at nationals? And like Santana <laughs> like, leaped at her. Because um, he's just like, we should do a piano arrangement that I could play. Or we could do acapella like the Warblers used to do. And they're all like, because he's like, we should have ideas. And they're just like, Beyonce, ah. And he's like, no, we can't all talk at once. Like, this is what I want to do. And like, there is something to be said in that he is very experienced and he is like a leader. He um, did mention, yeah, that he won the most show choir competitions of, than anybody in the room. But technically, I think Tina and Artie have won more. We don't know he, how many he won with the Warblers, though. True. He, so when everyone's like, you're being so bossy, I was like, I don't think this is bossy as much as just like condescending. Yeah, it's a bit arrogant. I was like, I don't think he's being bossy. He's definitely being a bitch, but like he's, I think he's a co-captain maybe he okay so i don't know there's like no structure i do know Artie declared him the new rachel back in season four yes Um, i remember that and he's like it's a senior it's my time but it's also like sam and tina and Artie are also seniors yeah i feel like his he wanted to brainstorm 
but also he wanted to very strongly suggest what he thinks they should do. But I feel like he should have room as a senior. I don't want to get to the part with like Tina later, but obviously we have to, but like, I feel like the seniors should have a number where they get to pick as a group, what to sing, who does it, like what it should be. That shouldn't just be Blaine's responsibility. So I just think yeah. like this whole execution was just garbage. Because like, but, like they do need ideas. They, like they should have had a set list months ago, and they should still be practicing it. Well, we always—they okay. never have a set list. Like I don't I know. even know why this is a conversation because I they randomly come up it. with songs. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Who hours comes up before? With, like, what, was it the seniors who came up with the songs that they sing it? At the, in the previous sectionals and regionals and nationals don't remember we don't know um yeah because like it makes sense to have blaine sing, sing something he is like kind of the best performer um yeah. but yeah he's like and then a writer's like <clears throat> you suck and uh he's like i'm gonna since my ideas aren't appreciated i'm gonna sit over here and Kitty's like, somebody's manstrating. Uh, also, Tina starts this whole thing where they start calling, she's like, it's like North Korea here. And then he's like, then she calls him uh, Blaine Jong-il. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, what is going I thought this on was here? Some weird, like, I was like, wait, are they making a weird Asian joke again? Because it's Tina. But Tina's, Jenna Ashworth is Korean. Tina is Chinese. Tina's Chinese. Yeah, but we've seen this before. I hope this is like at least premeditated. Like they didn't just jump on him on this episode, right? Yeah. (laughs) On Blaine or did they, or they were just like, you know what, Blaine, we're sick of your shit. Uh, This episode we're gonna tell you what you what we think. This episode was no. kind of like new, where they were all upset with him. It is not new that okay. they're they make a lot of uh, Asian racist, racist okay. jokes. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it is new that Blaine is suddenly bossy. Interesting. He did have that conflict where he didn't want to be sexy during that one regionals like forever ago. Uh-huh. Um, That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that. Yeah, he like told Sam like I'm not for sale. Um, now they're Sam best used to be friends. a stripper, and now they're best friends. Yeah, um, wow. never the only People friendship really on grow. this show. Um, so then, uh, so yeah, he's sitting out there, and then they don't want to listen to him. And then he comes back in, and he's like, Brad is like, "You're here early," and he's like, "He talks." <laughs> Brad, I was... that was so weird. Because then he's like. Jeez, Brad, you scared me. Warn me before you talk. And it's like, how would he do that besides saying, I'm going to talk? <laughs> like, I wondered if Brad talking was part of one of his fever dreams. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, I mean, let's talk about what Brad says, right? He He's addicted he's, to poker. He's No, he's addicted to online blackjack, blackjack. which is... And he owes a lot of money to a lot of really scary people. Reminds me the of thing the time is, that I worked in Subway and a customer came in and told me that he gambled away $40,000 and he hadn't told his wife yet. And he's like, and I'll have the uh, Italian meatball, please. My my response to that was, 
do you want green peppers? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're staying in that sandwich artist zone. Listen, I get it. You're like, I, I have I, to, to protect don't get myself. Paid for that. <laughs> I am not your therapist, sir. Yeah, uh, I hope he's okay. Or your bookie, uh, so I'm not going to like take your kneecaps. Um, <laughs> but also, online gambling is illegal in Ohio. Really? Yes, it's illegal in like a lot of states. Um, but the key thing there is that like that means he's doing some really shady shit online. So there's some really scary people after him, and he just like works at a school around children. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Those children are in danger. They're gonna barge in and like try and kill him, and Tina's just gonna be singing "Dangerous Woman" by Ariana Grande. Oh, What's happening? Maybe that's who started the gas leak. Just based on this conversation, I want an episode dedicated to Brad. I thought you were gonna say online gambling. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> but no, I guess it'll be one of the same. Only Brad's addiction. They already it'll said it'll be poker face. <laughs> I could do that. They could sing uh they could sing that Kenny Rogers song, No one to hold him, no one to fold him. <laughs> um so yeah, he's like, I might lose my house, and Blaine just does not give a shit. He's just like, I am in all these clubs. He's LARPed around. He's he was this in the superhero club, he was in the DD club. And he's yeah, he's like, I could would have been prong prom king if the school didn't have so many stoners. Um and then that's probably not true <laughs> yeah and he's like why doesn't anyone listen to me and then he sits in the corner and then he has this fantasy where they're all puppets kitty puppet will haunt me forever um she's like because she's like normally i would say something like rude and outright bitchy she's pink right yeah <laughs> yeah um but now I just want to tell you how great you are. And they, they're calling him, this episode, they're suddenly calling him Blaney Days. Okay, so Tina has called him that in the past. Mm -hmm. okay. But they call him that so much in this episode that, like, it was distracting. Only Tina says very it, uncomfortable. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like, the Sam puppet is like, yeah, we're best friends, even though you're gay and I'm blonde and you're blonde, I'm blonde and you're gay. <laughs> um... And then I can't remember what any of them, what else they say. And then they're all uh, just super nice to him because he's imagining it. I was trying, I don't remember the conversation. I just remember trying to figure out which puppet was which person right. because they really don't look like their counterparts. No, they don't. At all. <laughs> it's like the difference between like a paintbrush with paint on it that's a real person and then the puppets were crayola crayons art um yeah <laughs> it was it was bad so they sing blaine sings you're my best friend um for no like, reason for no reason and i'm like you know what this is where i'm like give during chris and abby for singing with all these fucking puppets um like imagine shooting that uh i can't i can't even imagine yeah and then they uh then he's they're like yeah you're just great or something and then he wakes up and they're like blaine you didn't say anything the entire meeting and like kitty's like you want me to call you a wambulance and i'm like i like that joke better modern family but uh <laughs> 
And then uh, they're just like, yeah, like, come on, dude. Like, you didn't contribute at all. And uh, he's like, what? And then he's in arts class and he's like, can I make a puppet? And the teacher's like, what on earth would an 18 year old man want with a puppet? Okay, what's his response? It's of my fiance, right? Mm. And then she says, yes. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Why? That would disturb me more. Yeah. (laughs) Like, is this an elective? And it's not an art class. It's a crafting class. It's Yeah, it's literally (laughs) arts and crafts. He really took advantage of that crafting class for uh, how long, however long it was. Yeah, he must have been in there like after hours too, uh, just like using up all of the teacher's felt. She has no felt. That's her felt budget for the year that she paid for out of her pocket. They randomly just have puppet heads around. He was high on that gas leak. What? Was just motoring through. Um, I guess. And so he makes Kurt puppet and he's like, talking to him and the Kurt puppet is like I forgive you or something and I'm like for when you cheated on him with the, someone whose profile picture of the White House um, and uh, <laughs> and then he's like oh my gosh like it's so nice that like you always agree with me um, and it's like mm. and then uh, Jane Lynch or Sue is just like well she like falls because she's trying on heels and he helps her get up and she's like that was really funny did you just touch me with that puppet (laughs) (laughs) i would have the same reaction honestly um and then they're like or then she's like what are you doing she's like it's kurt puppet and she takes it and i don't i don't know why but the line reading just kills her he's like kurt puppet um and she's like if I catch you with your hand up anything that, that asks isn't human, human. Now I was like, wait. I will, and I was like, <laughs> I feel second. like if, she runs into any situation where his hand is up anything. <laughs> it's just not a good thing. No. She was like, I'd rather, I think she was like, I'd rather see your hand up anything other than this puppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, so, yeah. Uh, she, cause she's like, I can't have people thinking my students are insane talking to puppets. <laughs> um, and then so he breaks into her office to try and take the Kurt puppet back. And she catches him and she's like, Mad at your, she calls him a doe-eyed pervert. Um, <laughs> and then oh. he's, just, he's put in detention and he has to tell Kurt that he can't go to New York. And then they're like having the conversation and Kurt's like kind of a puppet. And he's like, is that how you think of me? As like a puppet you can just control and throw away when you're done. I'm yeah, flesh like, and blown and but flesh and bone and blood and I needed you here. That conversation was so strange because he's obviously not in the choir room, but he's having these puppet fantasies anyway. He's unhinged. Yeah. Yes. Um, it starts off with Kurt and they have it's a split screen, and I hate uh-huh. split screens. I think we've talked about this before, yeah. Listen, they're they're not a great move. Right. They're just never a great move. Uh, but when you're doing separate zooms and and like pans <laughs> and dollies with different cameras, uh, it's ridiculous. My brain was 
fried by the end of this scene because I was trying to focus but then on Kurt transforms things. into a puppet and I'm like why is he a puppet <laughs> we should be having the conversation like it doesn't make sense because what Kurt says is like what he would say as a human so it's not like this is Blaine imagining the puppet version saying like better things to him like Kurt is furious I think Blaine has run out of Katy Perry singles to this thing and he's losing it that was his connection to reality. Hmm. He's not unconditionally. Yeah, he hasn't done unconditionally yet. Yeah, so Blaine is losing it. And then, because then he's in detention. And brief sidebar, as a homeschooled child, I've never understood the concept of detention. It seems... Okay, do you have any questions? Let me know. No, I, I like get <laughs> how it works, but it just seems to be like a really like ineffective form of discipline well this is super ineffective because there's no one watching them they just leave the room i had when no i was idea. in detention okay. one time who was running detention biggins biggins is in detention right doesn't it he does he not say you, you have eight hours until you can leave yeah eight Which, hours that's what he so said it doesn't make sense because it's 4 so, p.m so that's why I was like, wait, is this supposed to be Saturday? But then Bree's just there. Eight hours after 4 p.m. on any day is still late, even if it's a Saturday. Yeah. So some schools will have it where it's before or after school. Some schools have it where it's on Saturdays, like for a couple hours. Yeah. Breakfast club. I, oh, I was I, about to say I had heavy breakfast club vibes from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think sure. they mentioned the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Um, the breakfast club because Becky's been there so many times. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, why? She's like, because I like to say cuss words, bitch. <laughs> uh, that was great, actually. Um, but yeah, no. So like, but I don't know of any school that would have it like during like the school day for multiple hours or like yeah. after school for multiple hours. Like it feels crazy. <laughs> but anyway. I get American uh, prison industrial complex vibes. Very much from so. From detention yeah. and that they're like, we don't know how to effectively regulate people's behavior in a more positive way. So we'll just make them sit there. Yeah. yeah. Well, because I think like, I had to write lines out of like a book or something. Did you go to detention a lot, Hannah? No, I was actually only once. It was in seventh grade. And it's because I was having like a fight with one of my friends and we got, we were basically like talking in class and they sent us to detention. Uh, but like, and I remember being like so like scared of like what it was going to be because I'd only seen it on TV. It was literally like, we went to my history teacher's classroom because she was running detention that morning. We got there, we sat there and she's like, no one can talk, write lines. And that was it. And there was like six boring. of us. Yeah, yeah, it's literally just idle time. And I was like, that's not, now it's thinking not- about, like you said, like the prison industrial <laughs> complex, like it literally is like, mm-hmm. this This is not going to help me not talk in class because you know what? I still fucking talked in class. Yep. I got detention one so- time in high school. And it was because I don't remember specifically what happened, but it was like a full class detention and I was pissed. Yeah. Because oh, so I didn't else's do fault. anything. It was like mm-hmm. some asshole in class or something. And then she gave detention to the whole class. I was if like, Are you, you don't come up me? here and tell, if you don't fess up, I'm giving everyone detention. That person's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> 
I, if I had gone to school, I probably would have gone to detention a lot because I... I don't think you would have. Colleen. I honestly don't think so. <laughs> I, <laughs> you did not know me as a teenager. Um, That's true. I, I got into a lot of homoerotic shenanigans in altar boy camp. Um, oh. Yeah, so I feel like I probably would have gotten in trouble. I also had, a, like, if I was around people, I just, like, needed to talk to them. <laughs> But that also could have been because I was deprived of people in my day to day. So whenever right. I saw people, I was like, yeah. So when in debate, you... I remember in debate class, like writing notes to like the person sitting next to me. I miss writing notes in class. That was so much fun. At work. I don't have class in a secret code. <gasps> See, I used to do that when like, uh, like maybe like fifth or sixth grade and then I was like this is too much to remember I just need it in plain English we we just <laughs> I gave we, my friends and I memorized it one of the boys in the class figured out what the code was and read read it out loud um and it was something bad about the teacher and of course the oh. teacher came over and uh. looked at the note and it was all coded and he couldn't do anything about it it was great <laughs> that's that's really funny I remember uh. That's it. No, I was thinking in grad school, me and Hannah would always sit next to each other and we'd like whisper <laughs> our little jokes to each other. <laughs> Did you go ever go to detention, Blake, or were you a good kid? Um, I I might have gone to detention maybe once. I was pretty so I was actually really quiet uh, in school. Um, I think I've gotten like one bus referral, but honestly, that's it. I, I was a really quiet kid. Uh, when I was in like, you know, elementary school, middle school, even most of high school, senior year, you know, I started uh, being a lot more social, but I was a very shy kid. You're like, I'm just here to do my time and get out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So Blaine is like, why don't we all talk to each other about our core wounds? (laughs) Um, Which may be the gayest thing Blaine's ever said. Um, And uh Becky is, what is Becky? Becky just is like, shut up, biatch, or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then he, like, has this fantasy where they're puppets. Like, I'm sorry, Blaine, come sit with us. Yeah. And he's like, everyone should start doing what you say. And uh, she's Nothing like... Nothing learned. Yeah, you're <laughs> America's gay sweetheart. Um, and she's like yeah I am just great and then he's like maybe it's a problem that I can only have real I can only feel like myself when I'm with someone who's a puppet who I can totally control and they're like yeah or maybe everyone should just do what you say because you're so right on all the time yeah I think that's Jake's puppet that says it uh (laughs) like it's all of this came out of nowhere like I was like what do you wait Blaine has like a problem with intimacy. Okay, interesting. Wait, Blaine has a problem connecting to people. Really? He's like the most sociable person in the club. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, he literally has to like have control over people to be interested in making connections. It was making so many leaps about this character that we've known for three years now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't buy this. Yeah, none of yeah. them sense if it would make more sense if he was like wait i am way too into my relationship with kurt that's like his main flaw right um, yeah he's but a that's not bot. a flaw in the glee boot <laughs> or, uh, no, no it's a flaw in the glee boot. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, we're not having this episode. No. <laughs> As, and I'm saying this is the one person on this podcast who likes puppets. Um. <laughs> yes. I, first of all, hate Sesame Street. I hate it. I know. I don't because like you puppets. Have puppets. Yes, I, I know. hate puppets. <laughs> I don't like the Muppets. I don't like Sesame Street. I just don't like puppets. Not I'm everyone not can into. be cultured. <laughs> yes. Puppets are awful. Okay. Yeah. Blake, what is your opinion on puppets? So puppets would scare the shit out of me in like horror movies. I love horror movies now, but I still don't like anything that has to do with puppets. I just think puppets is creepy as shit. They are. Do you they like are. puppets or Sesame Street? No. No. I don't. Same. You're the it's only just, person here. Like I said, no. not everyone can be cultured. Um, um. It's just, it's just not my thing. Though we can't do Rainbow Connection in the Glee Boot because it's already, I, okay, so quick tangent. I actually put together a playlist and then an entire PowerPoint of what I would do for season one of a Glee Boot where I outlined each episode. And I, my rule was that they, I could not repeat any song they had already done with the exception <laughs> of Don't Stop Believing because that's like their theme iconic song. Cause no one, you wouldn't want to watch Glee again if they just did the same songs. I would. Right. I would, I would definitely watch it again just to compare. No, I was like, we're doing new songs. Um, yeah. Uh, so at some point, I don't know what we're going to do if we want to do a discussion episode about that. Listeners, let us know if you want to actually hear like an outline for the Glee Boot. Um, I would want to do their most iconic songs again to compare. Okay. Not all of them because some of them are just bad. <laughs> Like most of the ones of this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, we'll get to that later. But uh, Blaine, so it's like, I guess Blaine learned something. So my problem with Blaine's storyline is there is no arc. I don't know what he learned from this. Nothing. Like he he says, I've made some changes in the last scene. And I'm like, what changes did you make? Yeah. Because the next scene, he is with Tina Puppet. And... <laughs> This is so disturbing. Okay, so like a little bit of background here. Um, Tina once was in love with Blaine and while he was sick and like drowsy and like drifting off to sleep, she unbuttoned his shirt and rubbed vapor rub on his chest without his consent. While weeping. Yes. While, yes, while yes. crying. And but straddling then, him. She wasn't leaning over her legs yeah, no, yeah, no, She was yeah. straddling him. So then in this scene, when he's like got the puppet and he's like, like mimicking her, like rubbing his chest and talking about, this was so disturbing. She's like, like he's secretly like, is he like liking this? Is he like, what is, what is this? I was really confused because at one point he was like talking, having a conversation with the puppet Tina about that she was still in love with him. She's like, and with your hair and your abs and your hairless muscle chest that I rub vapor cream over. Yeah, it was, yeah, very, it was strange. very sensual. And I was like, why? Like, is, is he doing this to make fun of who is supposed to be his friend? Or is this some like weird role play thing? <laughs> he is, should not have puppets. Yeah, um, in a few episodes, we're going to get an episode called Trio about Blaine, Sam, and Tina um, as a trio. And no. unfortunately, <laughs> there's a there duo is no Blaine, and then there's Sam, Tina. 
there is no blame Sam Tina threesome um because thankfully <laughs> thankfully I don't know I could see that happening there's a lot of sexual tension between all these characters um so anyways she comes in and she's like what are you doing he's like oh nothing and she's like is that supposed to be me and she's like He's like, no. And she's like, he's wearing my exact dress that she's wearing that day. No, she says that she's she has Asian, Asian eyes. eyes. And I'm like, I don't necessarily know how, how that would be conveyed would on a have. puppet. Yeah. Do you, the first scene where all of the puppets are there and he's having this, the fever dream for the first time, the guest thing, the guest vision. Yeah. It took me for freaking ever to figure out which puppet was Tina. And the See, only reason I figured it out was because she, it was the girl that didn't have eyelashes. And I was like, are they trying to make her eyes look Asian? Oh my God. I think that must be it then. Yeah. Wow. Yep. I wish okay. it was surprised. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's it's Glue's track record. Um, so then Tina is like, um, we all decided that we're sorry and that you should get a solo. Um, Tina, Tina, this is what's bananas, is that, yes, Plain is a great performer, but Tina has been here since day one. She deserves a moment in the sun. That, that isn't Gangnam style. That isn't uh. Gangnam, that isn't giving the only Asian person in your group a song that is in Korean mm-hmm. even though the character is Chinese I just yep <laughs> so like mm, like what well, I think Tina has been emotionally waterboarded by the Glee Club into <laughs> thinking she is a secondary person because remember when she had to learn right her place and be like Rachel you get the seven million solo multiple um, times this yeah so I guess twice. she's like I just need to be second to blame um, because he's the new Rachel. He's the new Rachel. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, you're going to get it. And I'm like, what did Blaine learn? What did he do? Because he was having sexual fantasies with this puppet uh, when she walked in. And if I was Tina, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'm a little flattered, but what the fuck? Um, please burn and that. Yeah, like, he doesn't get, like, the conversation should have been, Blaine, hey, we need you in the choir room. And then she was like, hey, so we all need to work together as a team. Seniors come together and figure out what you think we should do. And then the seniors look at each other and all at once they say, song, num- n- song name. Perfect. That's how the scene should have gone. That way Blaine isn't just being bossy and he has to work with his team. Because really that's what this is. This is actually a story about him not really being a team player in this episode. That's really what it is. Yeah, Yeah. because that fits with the Warblers because he got every solo with the Warblers. Um, Yeah. And like, Tina's like, can you get your hand out from under my dress? Didn't like that line, (laughs) hated that line. Um, And she should have been like, and then sanitize your hand and burn that puppet. Um, Yeah. uh, (laughs) But not until we sing what the fuck say? Because <laughs> then he's like, I've made some changes. I don't know what those changes are. Um, and he's like, but I'm going to be a team player. And Kitty's like, I bet you're still going to be bossy as hell. And I'm like, and he's like, no, I'm going to be more of a leader because Glee is obsessed with the whitest male in the room being the leader. Um, and then <laughs> uh, they pull out. He's like, I made a gift for everyone. And they get all these puppets. 
from a giant cardboard box that probably they could have fit in a box that was like a normal sized box not a giant cardboard box that's like could fit three balloons inside it i do love that that is what are flat Um, that's what she's focused on props was hmm. because because what happens next is insane they just suddenly have these animal masks and they sing what the fox say in new york and in lima you know tina does get some solos so i guess good for her um but i hate that song me too. Me too. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Deeply it, uncomfortable. It, it's also like it literally has nothing to do with anything. Like no. it's not a song. That, so I'm going to go back to genius guest Kayla, who said that the last song for Glee makes you want to watch another one. That one literally made me want to be like, I can't do the podcast anymore. <laughs> like, sorry guys. It, no. did, it, it did not have the emotional satisfaction. It was like, did I just do shrooms? What's happening? <laughs> well, because like usually Glee ends on like a vaguely inspirational pop song. This that's, was not that song vague. is not vaguely this inspirational. Up front in your face. I don't even know what the song could be about. It's about uh, what the box says, Hannah. <laughs> I just it's and then they're singing with their puppets. But the thing that blows my mind is whatever. This is what they choose to sing instead of rehearsing for their national competition that happened that could happen tomorrow or in seven months. I don't know. But then the people, the four people, sans Demi Lovato, because Demi Lovato was like, no, thank you, uh, are also singing it. At a table. And it's just like around a table it's so weird it's like they're having dinner but like they're just like using their puppets and i'm like this doesn't make any sense in the context like the roar you could say that like oh their context was they're actually rehearsing this song and the glee club is also singing the song you could make that justification there's no justification for this also because war is an objectively better song than what the fox say um, this is why i think yes. there's a gas leak <laughs> happening on the entire eastern seaboard <laughs> and yeah they just it just happens it has nothing to do with anything and uh <sighs> yeah and so in interviews jen Ashquitz, who played tina talks about gangnam style being her breaking point Kevin McHale, who plays Artie, says, what the fox say? What's his breaking point where he's wow, like, Wow, he held out like fuck? a whole season. What the fuck am I doing with my life? Um, yeah, uh, I do love most, because most of their interviews, like Jenna does not remember anything that happened on Glee. And I'm like, you know, good for you. Block that out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I don't I, remember anything that happened and it's not good for me. Um, the only thing that, so when I saw this like song number before having seen the episode again i did not connect it to this episode so i was not emotionally or mentally prepared but i was trying to think like oh they're gonna do an episode of puppets okay well what's the story gonna be maybe it's gonna be like they have to learn some sort of new theatrical thing or like get in touch with their very theatrical side whatever sing an avenue q song you know yeah like i just and then this is what they did and i was like no yeah um 
this was actually the backstory for uh, Darren Chris's character in The Murder of Versace. This is him going insane. Um, and then, yeah. Right, Versace. the Ryan Murphy cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes sense. It tracks. So I guess that's the end of this fucking episode. Um, <laughs> oh boy. This episode, like of Glee and of Glee Boot, and both unhinged. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Tina time. I actually counted this week. I got 12 lines. That's all right. Yeah. That's about right. It's about right. I'm never, I always, I'm like, wait, did I hit the button? Did I not hit the button? So it seems to line up with what I have. So I would say yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So Tina was like a presence. She wasn't yeah. a main character, but she was a presence. She was she also speak. a puppet. She was also a puppet. Yes, she spoke as a puppet too. She was a puppet in a vaguely sexual fantasy. Um, and if you think about it, technically Blaine took some of T- what would have been Tina's lines because he was talking through her puppet. True. So she could have had more, but mm I had a very blonde moment when I was watching this. I was like, oh my gosh, because they're like, some of the actors are like singing, but they're not opening their mouth. So it's coming out of the puppet. So they must have had to learn how to do that. And then I'm like, wait, they lip sync on this show. They are not singing live. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't learn ventriloquism. (laughs) That warmed my heart. Um, Okay. you know, this is kind of what I imagined happened to Hannah after they cut her Silent Night solo. It's kind of like a spiral. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about MVPs and LVPs. Blake, who is your least valuable player this episode? Okay. Least. <laughs> it's really least valuable player. So it's going to be between, you know, maybe, maybe obvious to some people, but uh, Blaine and Jake. You know, coming into the first time, like, damn, these are some uh, very big egos on these characters who uh, who who need a lesson. <laughs> so and didn't get one. <laughs> no, no, and didn't get one. So I would say those would be my LVPs. <laughs> For sure, yeah. They can share I, that award. <laughs> I literally I wrote Blaine for making puppet versions of his friends and being totally weird about it. So yeah, it wasn't just like, hey if- Tina, I made a puppet of you. It's like I'm at recreating the time you sexually assaulted there are me two with this levels puppet. of weird that he hit in this episode. One yeah. making the puppets. Well, actually, no, one having the idea to make the puppets, two making the puppets, three talking through the puppets, the puppets. Yeah. role playing, not loving it. Yeah. Okay, guys, it's been a while. I'm going with Biggins. Nice. It's Alyssa's greatest hits. <laughs> she hated like Biggins from day one. And now 98% certain that he sabotaged the gas, gas pipe. I think you're right. And you know what? The revelation scene probably was cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they probably yeah. filmed it and They're cut like, it. Mm, but we could make what the Fox say instead. <laughs> In it can't head cannon, okay, but also 98% sure mm-hmm. he definitely sabotaged the, the pipes. When I first heard what the fox say, I thought they were saying, What the fuck, Zane? <laughs> like, what the fuck, Zane? <laughs> That's what One Direction used to sing to Zane Malik. 
Um, and they're in a fan fact, uh, It was revealed that their manager actually kind of was bullying Zane to make him leave. Ooh. And that's why they would actually oh. broke up. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I also used to think, uh, like, the ceiling can't hold us was like the ceiling fan owes us. Um, <laughs> hey, the ceiling fan owes me money. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's got an online gambling problem. So, uh, yeah, my least valuable player is Blaine. He's obsessed. He's insane. The Tina role play. <sighs> That's just like, I don't know. I think he needs to go to therapy for that, that vapor rub <laughs> thing. Yeah, he's traumatized. By There's that. something <laughs> happening there. I don't know if he's like positive about it or if he's negative about it totally neutral i don't know what's going on there yeah um i almost said blaine who's your no blaine <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh dear, you're yes. signing off now uh blaine who's your uh mvp your favorite character okay all right mvp i will go with sue just because, you know, when I tend to watch these shows, I usually really like, you know, the comedic characters. Thought she had some good jokes in there, good comedic relief. Uh, hey, she fixed the gas leak too, so she's got to be some some MVP, right? He's the hero of this episode. Yeah, yeah. That school could have blown up if yeah. it weren't for her. She saved the school, so she's got to be MVP, right? I said the same thing for the exact same reason. Yeah. She, she fixed the gas leak, even if like precariously created and all she had to do is like reattach yeah. the pipe. But, you know, she did it. I'm also going with Sue. I think she should have called the gas company. However, <laughs> she did save school. And I really enjoyed her walking around in heels and falling. That was that was great. <laughs> hot take i'm going with blaine for my mvp he is my lvp and my mvp you know i thought about that but i couldn't make the mvp part work so i'm curious to see what you came up with i thought he was very entertaining in this storyline like i thought darren chris was given this crazy ass storyline it was like okay like yeah like the way he delivered the line kurt puppet like i don't know if i was an actor how i would convey that um, so your real MVP is Darren Chris. Darren Chris. <laughs> um, I just I felt like yes, it would be out of the blue if they gave Blaine a son and Boss Anito or not be bossy arc. Um, but that's Glee. Um, so I could forgive that. He doesn't really have the arc, but like he does. He's like processing the fact that he's not given a lot of agency as a human being. Um, he's just there as a love interest for Kurt and Tina. Um, and maybe he should have, should be still in love with Sam because yeah, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, it was like, it failed, but it was an interesting attempt. So I was like, you were my favorite character of this episode because I didn't like anyone in New in New York and no one else did anything interesting enough. Yeah. I mean, Shout out to Marley for that poor girl exhausted. Like, Jake, I can't deal with your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay, music. Okay, we have What the Fox Say. We have You're My Best Friend. We have Into the Groove. We have uh, Cheek to Cheek. 
and we have Nasty Rhythm Nation. Um, Blake, what was your least favorite song? So, least favorite. I don't know if this is a clear answer. It's got to be clear answer. It seems like it's what the fox say. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Seconded. Thirded. Fourth. Yeah. What a way to end the episode. You know, so just bad. so uh, uh, awkward, uh, uh, uncomfortable. I don't like that song to begin with. So, you know, adding their own twist on it just didn't make it any better. <laughs> yeah, because they're wearing like the, the mask. Like they're doing both the puppets and the mask, and that's too much. Yeah. Like the song much. itself is too much, but then you're adding those other elements. It's it's too much. Too much. Yeah. No, thank you. Society, I wrote in my description of this week's episode that Becky called reference artist Purple Mushroom and Society has not yet recovered. And I feel like Society has not yet recovered from this happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, Blake, what's your favorite song? All right. Favorite song is actually going to be the Madonna cover in the beginning. Blaine's, uh, you know, was that his hallucination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream of his band. Well, curse, yeah. Okay, yeah. curse dream, curse dream. Yes, the Madonna cover in the beginning. I, I don't know why. I just found myself like actually moving along when they were doing that song. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I sang along. Yeah. Uh, I so it's into the groove and nasty are the two for me because like I thought they were both like really solid covers. Like I would. I would actually go back and listen to those two songs. Uh, yeah. Everything else, though, no. I'm going with Nasty Rhythm Nation. It was the most entertaining for me because Jake actually has great dance moves. And I also liked the music video. I like that sort of aesthetic for mm-hmm. the music video. And it was like... The amount of times we see up women's skirts, I, it was very refreshing to see a guy with his shirt off and like look at some abs. So yeah. there. Yeah. And because we said that like they use the song in a really interesting way too. Yeah, to, the yeah. conversation back and forth. It was great context. Yeah, with Marley and Breen, it was kind of showing how he was torn. And yeah, they used yeah. it well. Yeah, Nasty Rhythm Nation was my favorite. Um, yeah, it's hot. It was like a hot number. Like uh, That's hot. That's like Paris, Hilton. like Paris Hilton, uh, whose merch is very expensive. As someone whose boyfriend loves Paris Hilton, I looked into her merch and I was like, none of this is worth what you're charging. <laughs> I love you, but no. <laughs> um, her cooking show was not ordered for a second season, unfortunately. Um, oh, I didn't even know she had one. That's probably why it wasn't ordered for a second season. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we have done the most unhinged episode of Glee, so I guess we can make it to the end. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, there is still yet the mini Sue robot in the elevator scene. We'll get there. Um, okay. <laughs> Some yeah. words put together there. I don't know I, how I mean, they I'm convinced Glee was written by Natlib. Uh, they're like, Blaine is fascinated with puppets. <laughs> i i'm also convinced that it was also written by the that ai that wrote that amazing john wick script after watching the john wick movie like a thousand million times there's more like there's more ai scripts out there they're fun fun so good 
the John Wick one. It's the murder man we love with so, dead wife ooh. and dead dog. <laughs> so Blake, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, thank you for bearing with this. I was like, I'm going to give him the most insane episode. Um, yes, yes. Thank you for having me. And yes, uh, definitely threw me into a wild episode. You know, if you've been listening, uh, I yeah, I've never seen Glee before. So <laughs> I don't know if this is how the rest of the seasons are. I feel like I have a whole different perspective of it than what the show actually is now because of this episode. That's actually a really good point. The... So, like, the show evolves a lot. Like, this episode is very different from the rest of season five so far. Okay. Like, even imagine just watching the pilot and then imagine this would happen. Oh, that could be fun. You watch this episode. If you go and watch episode one, like, very first episode, you're going to be like... It's going to be whiplash. You're going to be like, who are all these people? Because I haven't seen half of them. Uh, I might have to do that now. (laughs) Yeah, uh, in a way, though, I feel like it's Glee showing its true colors. <laughs> true colors shining through, which they did on the season one. Yeah, Tina sang it, yeah, mm-hmm. in front of the I Windows remember. Media Player screen. Yeah. <laughs> yes, never forget. <laughs> uh, so, Blake, how can people find your show uh, on yes. the social medias? So, uh, on TikTok, you could find us at Blake's underscore takes one youtube uh i think is blake's takes one as well with no space um instagram you know they they have to make you create all these different names okay and then instagram is blake's takes underscore so but if you go on the tiktok uh or instagram i do have a link tree that has you know all the uh uh website or you know urls that you can find us you know i've been trying to keep up uh, with posting our conversations on uh, podcasts as well. So Apple or Spotify, uh, we have a few episodes on there, trying to put some more out there. So uh, yeah, if you want to listen to our full conversations that I have uh, with my brother, uh, you can also listen there for us. A lot cool. more content about current yeah. media. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, if you love you know, current trends, uh, superheroes, you know, Marvel, DC, uh, even Star Wars too. You know, that honestly, this year, there are so many TV shows and movies coming out, you know, even that have already released. So, uh, you know, we love to keep up with the current trends for sure. Have you done have Batman you seen, yet? Yeah, have you yes, seen it yet? Yes, I have seen it. All right. all I'm going it? to see it tomorrow. I have not seen it yet. I'm very excited to not watch it. Okay. It, it's just... <laughs> Definitely a different take, but um, I liked it, you know? Obviously, the score was really good. Uh, Robert Pattinson, he did a good job, you know? Uh, I feel like everyone's going to have definitely their own opinion on it. You know, it's definitely more artsy take as well, because, like, mm. you know, but cinematography, lighting, and the sound mixing, absolutely amazing. So there's definitely some great aspects to this Batman film. Awesome. Can we expect an episode of Blake's takes on it? Oh, absolutely. We actually already recorded uh, the next morning after opening night. But once I get back home, I'm going to hop on editing and get those uh, videos and podcasts out there for (laughs) y'all. Awesome. Nice. People will tell me I look like Robert Pattinson and I am always offended. You do not look like (laughs) him. 
You look nothing like him. No. <laughs> I guess nothing to worry about. Uh, yeah, and Batman was my favorite as a kid, but like, yeah, I didn't age with him. Like my love okay. for Cinderella stayed, but my love for Batman declined. Um, okay. mm. Those were my mains as a child. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, um, uh. you can check out Life's But A Song Pod for my two episodes on Glee season two. Um, and mine and Alyssa is coming on, out next uh, week. So well, it'll, you got, it'll be out by the time you're listening to this episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So we did the best season of Glee season three. Season two is better, though there is season some. Three. Uh, I think season three. I think season three. <laughs> More entertaining. Um, but yeah, so definitely check out um, those episodes. Will be out by the time this one comes out. But you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. We are at Gleeboot Pod. You can also follow us on Tumblr. We're GleebootPod.tumblr.com, and we'll have all the details of Life's But a Song uh, on there as well. And uh, you can follow me Instagram, Colin Ever After. And you can follow me on Instagram at a.m.swearingen for like Yay. art content and stuff. Yeah. Thanks. So next week, I've been like so ready for this episode. I don't even remember. Oh, I think next week is Christmas, even though <laughs> we're in the spring of the school year. Um, Christmas is the next episode. Uh, what? Oh, God, why? (laughs) Again, thank you, Blake, for coming on. Tune in next week, listeners. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 Bye.